Hi everyone, I'm Whitney, your host, Christian Confidence Coach, and God's Vessel, and you are now tuned in to the Esther 414 Podcast. You were born for such a time as this. This is a place where Christianity and culture come to collide. Are you ready? Come in with an open heart and an open mind. Remember to share with at least one person, share to your Instagram, share to your social media, share on TikTok, share wherever, because you never know a sister that may be in need. And if you feel upset, let me tell you, my friend, that's conviction. Take that up with God, not me. I'm just his vessel. We are all imperfect people in need of a perfect savior. Remember to always test the spirit with the spirit. This is the place where my revolutionary women of Christ come together. Let the devil know no weapons formed against us shall prosper. And here we rise up as Esthers of this generation because we were born for a time such as this. We have to surrender to God and we are one step away from our miracles. It's time to put hell on notice because we are back. We are back. So this week, my prayer for this podcast is that everyone who is so serious surrenders everything to God. First, let's start out with scripture. So Mark 8, 34 through 35 says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples. And he said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. In this, I just hear this Holy Spirit telling me to pick up your cross and come follow me. I feel the Holy Spirit saying that like many times in the world and on this earth and all these different things that we are always trying to live for the world, trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up with the Kardashians and do all of these different things that we miss our purpose because we don't pick up our own cross, pick up our baggage, pick up all these things and live for God and try to live do what he's saying, listen, open up our hearts to God and literally surrender everything to God so that he can do a new work in us and we can live the best life that God has called for us. Because if you think your life is great now, but you're living for the world, if you start to live for God, literally you will A, realize that all the things the world was offering doesn't matter or B, God will give you so much more and to realize point A and then point C, you'll want to share what you're doing with everyone and then it just creates this ripple effect and I believe that's how we bring heaven to earth is by living on purpose for God's purpose, not for the purpose of the world because God calls us to be in the world but not of the world. Let me just repeat that for y'all. God calls us to be in the world, I in, inside of the world, but not of, O-F, the world. So let me just continue on. So the next time or the time that I really think of surrender in the Bible is going to be the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. So if you Google that, Jesus in Garden of Gethsemane, it'll pop up the actual scripture and all that. But During this time in the garden, Jesus had to commit the ultimate act of surrender by literally saying to God, all to him, he surrenders. And then a few days later, he was left to go die on the cross, but then he rose again. It's almost like he had the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11 in his head. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you. So my question for you all today is... Why do you take yourself so serious? So God, I'm just allowing you to allow me to be this vessel, God. Just like do say, have me say whatever you want me to say. Do a good work in me and just 
really allow me to speak to your people how you want me to speak to them, Lord. In this is your name I pray. So growing up, y'all, I went to a private school. And, you know, I was a smart little girl. And I was in all honors classes. I worked hard and I liked to win. And my life was filled with lots of anxiety. I remember um, it was time to apply to college. And literally, my essay was titled, I kid you not, why I can't sleep at night. And college was the first ever time that I experienced a panic attack panic attack as well. Because it was a time that I was so anxiety riddled and that I was trying to control everything, not college, but like the um, time going into college. It was a time that it was so like, no longer trusting God, but it was just trying to trust like the system or trust the school or trust this, that and the other. And there was just so much anxiety around that. And you know, it just all came from basically having a path that was planned out for me. I had to, you know, follow the path of black excellence. I cannot take the roads less traveled. I had to do everything in the conventional way. I really wasn't allowed at that point to make a lot of decisions for myself. It was Everything was pretty much decided for me. Um, and this led me to be a very serious young person for a long time. Sure, I had funny moments and fun times, all those things. But life was very serious. It was very stressful. It was very anxiety-ridden. And I always had to be on top. I always had to be number one. I always had to be perfect. Like, perfect, perfect, perfect was my story. Um, during this time, I also had the zest or especially when I was younger I had the zest of creating and loving life and just wanted to go out and you know be that girl who danced in the rain and just live life and live in the moment but when you focus on anxiety and you're always focused on winning and don't ever stick in the moment that zest and creativeness and that wanting to live in the moment goes away like I hadn't I hadn't had a time to live in that moment again without stress until I kid you not you all like this year was that moment like sure when I travel and I'm when I'm in the middle of the ocean those are beautiful times that I'm stress-free like when I'm going on tangent now but that's okay but I'll never forget the first time I was in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea in Europe it was my junior summer of junior year in high school and I just said, there's no way that God cannot be real. And it was just a moment of eyeing all God's glory because I realized how small of a finite being I am and how big the world is. And I think that's why everyone needs to, one, get in the ocean. Like whatever you do, the water literally has healing power. So go to the ocean, go there. Um, if you can live by the ocean, it actually decreases rates of depression. But just like experiencing the ocean is... A profound feeling and if you're scared of the ocean let go of that fear let go and let God because it's truly one of God's most magnificent beings creations all of that and if you can actually get in the water like not just be on a boat get in there changes your whole life but I think like that was the first time where it was a time of surrender and I didn't even know it was surrendering it was just like letting the anxiety go and just being in the moment. And that's what travel does for me all the time. That's why I love to travel. But that was a time where my zest and love for life came back during that time. Like I'm, this was track season was over for that time. So I wasn't really stressed out about that. I wasn't stressed out about college because I was halfway across the world and it is what it is. And I just learned so much about surrender now that I'm reflecting on that time. And it's just like, I lost all those lessons until now. It, it, like, college just became a time of, one, finding more out 
about myself but also like still having to follow the rules play the by the games do what you need to do to get the grades do all these different things is riddled with anxiety because you have to be successful you have to do this you have to do that and you know like growing up they were like okay here's basically the cookie cutter ways to be successful and I was like okay I'm gonna do it so like being a doctor was on my list and I was like I want to be a doctor and the pandemic happened and then I was like well I don't want to be a doctor I for a long time I lived in the space of I see how these people are living and I don't want to live like that because they're selling their souls to the system. How do, what do I do with my life? And that's the question I've been asking myself here in my like middle, early middle 20s is like, what do I want to do? Because growing up, you don't get the tools when you're a smart individual who goes to college and gets a degree and does all these different things but you like public health is a great place for people like me because you're it's a space where there's a bunch of different things to do and you can really maneuver yourself how you need to go but it's just figuring those things out figuring out what you like to do figuring out what works for you and figuring out what god called you to do and really not you figuring it out but you praying surrendering to god and he leads you in the direction that you need to go so I also learned that, um, you know, I growing up, I would literally have to be good at everything that I did. And if I decided that I no longer wanted to do it or it didn't fit me, I still had to continue for it because we don't quit. We don't quit things. I don't forget I had that conversation. And I mean, yes, it's a very valuable conversation, but also like, um, we have to trust, especially when you have children, I've been listening to lots of parenting podcasts, but you have to trust that at some point, like your child knows a little bit about what's going to work for them, what's not, especially when they're joining clubs, doing all these things, trying to find their place in this world. Um, so this year, I've also learned that, you know, overcommitment, like that's where, like that's where my overcommitment came from was literally spending so much of my life committing to things and then feeling like I have to go there I have to excel even if I don't really like it and I realize that it's okay if you don't like things you don't have to do everything you don't have to be great at everything and I think what's so beautiful is just God answering my prayer of God teach me all the lessons and he has this year I learned like one of the lessons that he taught me is I am a free spirit you know I like to kind of like like a surfer follow the waves man and not necessarily just be out there like not have career paths and all those things but just kind of like when it comes to a job because I know I'm going to be good at anything that I put my foot into that I can I mean I have the skills I do all these things I do trainings and all those things but I can find a way to get to where I want to be and doesn't have to be stressful it should be fun and you know my eyes were open on the road literally to my entrepreneurship conference I was my car stopped working and I had a pivotal moment of do I trust God or do I turn around and go home to the same life and I knew I wanted a big life I knew my life literally needed to change I knew that nothing changed and nothing changes so I stayed and literally God worked it all out and from that moment life has pretty much been for the most part on an upward swing I realized what I realized literally today was, you know, and what I've been realizing is that I don't want to be a personal trainer. I don't. It's not my calling. It's not for me. Um, Training individuals one by one just to train them to teach them to work out is not my calling at all. 
what I love about the fitness industry is like there is a bunch of different things to do in there but my favorite part of the fitness industry goes back to what I went to college for what my end degree was was public health and I love to be the one like one of the pillars of public health is health education and that's what I truly love I love researching and I love being able to really relay that information I love talking to people about their diets like figuring out what type of lifestyle modifications and changes they can make and I love to like if I have a group fitness class or like uh, teaching cancer survivors or things like that or chronic illnesses, sports teams. I love that because you're making an impact on a large group of people versus that one on one is OK, but it's not the same. It does not fill my spirit. It does not leave me feeling full and instead is feel strained. So I realized that I'm going to pretty much exit that one-on-one personal training. Um, when? I'm not sure yet, but I know that is my next step. I know that I'm not adding on any more one-on-one clients, which is crazy that I'm telling you this. Um, I also know that one thing that truly this year, from the time I got certified until now that has brought me joy in fitness, is cycle. Like to like when I first started teaching cycle you all I literally woke up early in the morning and got got up and started going but seeing people in their work hard you have music going and it's almost like you're taking people out of that club environment and then you're creating a much better space for people to be and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the club but if you're going to the club every single night you're looking for something and cycle can literally be a place where you can provide that something. You can be the voice that the people are looking for. You can, at one one point during my cycle classes, I would literally add in these tapes, fearless motivations, and it'd be motivating pieces to get people going. And just seeing people come into that room dead and leave out there alive but fulfilled, there is nothing more fulfilling than teaching a cycle class. It is, it's just hard to explain, but it's something that keeps me going and I never want to lose in my life. And God brought that to me because there was opportunity to, well, one, Cycle did that for me. It was during the pandemic and I had moved into my apartment. I needed to do something. I didn't play. I wasn't playing tennis at the time because I like to play tennis outside. And tennis does the same thing as Cycle for me. But it was just like, what do I do? What's going to bring me that joy? What's going to get my body moving but make me feel fulfilled? And Cycle did that. Like Peloton, shout out to them, literally changed my whole life and because of peloton i will never stop cycling i will never stop teaching cycle and it actually inspired me to want to do a, um not a marathon an iron man but that's a discussion for another day because i have to run a marathon i have to ride uh, 112 miles on the bike and all of those different things so we'll come back to that <clears throat> You know, I learned that when it comes to careers, if you do not find the space, you can make it, which is beautiful. And I think that's what's so beautiful about entrepreneurship and why it's the best thing anyone can ever do is because there's a space for everyone in entrepreneurship who wants to work hard and who's not satisfied with a nine to five world, who wants more out of life, who doesn't just want a big, wealthy life, but wants a big, impactful life, like wants an abundant life that Jesus has to live for us. And that's what entrepreneurship is. It's an abundant life. It's making an impact and showing people that life doesn't have to be bad always and it gets better. 
And you know, the one thing that I'm excited to share with you all that I've really been pushing hard into, and this just truly comes from me going with my gut, trusting God and saying like, if God is bringing, every time I'm talking about this or doing this or telling myself or going something that has to do with this, I just say that if God brings me to it, he can bring me through it. So that's fashion. And a little bit about fashion in me is actually when I was in fifth grade, my parents bought me a sewing machine because I told them I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, that didn't that idea didn't last long because this is where the school system goes wrong is they always show you like this is how much this is making. But that is just the average salary. And if you work hard and like what I didn't realize at the time is that like, yes, that's the average salary, but I'm not an average person. So I'm going to be making more than that regardless. And I have God on my side. But that's what the school system does. And it scares it kind of scares people out of looking into their true, true dreams because it makes it seem like the only way that you can be successful is to be a doctor, lawyer, an accountant, um, an engineer, all these different things. But, you know, when you get out into the real world, that's not true. And especially now, the way like technology is advancing and advancing and advancing, people are on Instagram are making more than doctors and entrepreneurs are making more than doctors. And there's so many different ways that you can create an income that it doesn't have to be the four walls that the education system boxes you into. So that's when I finally took the chance on myself for once in my life. And stop listening to all the voices, stop listening to the voices in my head, stop listening to the programming. And I said, fashion is something that lights my soul on fire. It's something that I've always wanted to do. It's something that um, sometimes I was getting a little bit bitter about because I didn't pursue it. And it drives me. It makes me want to wake up in this morning. The one place, you guys, you may laugh, that, but the one place where I feel the most fulfilled in my life or where I feel at peace is when I am in a mall or in a store and there are all of these clothes that you can touch the fabrics, you can see them, you can piece outfits together, you can just have this surreal interconnected experience with yourself. And I know it may sound wild, but like that is what a mall or the store is to me. And when you go, especially a day where you have a bunch of money and you have this plan to get a whole bunch of clothes, you go and you pick out all the outfits and you get all the different things and you create that wardrobe and you create the ver version of yourself. And then you help people do the same thing. And you go and you post an outfit or you share like the content that you created. And it's just like this divine time of inspiration that it's literally the most unexplainable feeling of the world. It's like when you go out on a tennis court and you're just in the zone and you're hitting the ball and it's going over and you're making every single serve and you're in that state of ebb and flow. And that's what fashion is for me. It's a state of ebb and flow. It feels, it's like my safe space. It's a space where I can be and it feels like nothing is wrong. And it's a place where I don't get share, scared to share my outfit because I know cause I'm so confident and secure in the outfits I pick out because it's for me. And it's a place where I'm good at. I help my friends pick out their outfits. I People come to me for fashion advice. People come to me for skin and beauty advice. And I know that there's something here for me. And I'm going to, now I know that I'm going to keep pressing into it because I don't want to stop until the day that I die. And I can say that I made it, that I could, I did it. And, you know, it was nothing but God who was there with me the whole time, just opening up the next door and leading me in the right direction and showing me this is what you do. 
but also in fashion it was modeling too because I always 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 wanted to model when I there used to be a question that or there's a question all the time that people ask just at random things what would your dream job be and always be a model I think that's so silly that we ask ourselves what would our dream job be and why not pursue it why not go for it because there's some reason that you're saying that there's some reason why God wants you to do that you obviously don't see it and you may not see it but I think when we are missing our dream jobs or at least not going in that direction we're kind of shutting off God and we're shutting off God to ourselves because he put those little inklings on our souls to say this is something that means a lot to me that I put you on this earth for this is where your purpose and your passion all these different things are so if you're still at the big age in your 20s saying this is your dream job maybe you need to tap into that a little bit more and don't be scared of what the world will think because at the end of the day it's just between you and God and God's going to ask you or you're going to want him to say at the end of your life well done my good and faithful servant so are you going to take that step forward into the industry that God is calling you to or are you going to sit back being happy at this job being happy at that nine to five do all these things and at the end of your life you're going to be wishing that you lived a more fulfilled life because I know that I want to live the most abundant life that I've ever could have imagined because God is right there by my side so I'm going to not waste my life thinking about coulda shoulda woulda and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well because I'm going to have God lead the way and surrender my life to him you know, we in the American society, we literally so many times we live safe. You know, we choose the safe career. We date the safe person. You know, we be the safe mom. We take the career with a steady income that does not fulfill us. And, you know, when we do this in life, we are not surrendering and we are short sighting God's power. I've learned this here. God wants us to be courageous because when you take a step towards your heart's desires and your wildest dreams, God gives you permission to dream bigger and he blesses you bigger and bigger and bigger. He gives you more favor and he increases literally everything in your life. My The end of this year is literally a testimony of that because I literally, quite literally in my career especially, let go, let God and just started taking the steps that I felt God was calling me to do that I've always wanted to do. And he has not led me wrong because those little inklings on your heart, like I will always say, are God's desires for you and your desires for God and your desires for the life that God wants you to live. So if you follow that, follow your heart's desire, follow those little inklings, listen and pay attention to what lights your soul up. You'll know that you're headed in the right direction. So stop trying to control everything. Stop trying to play small. And stop missing out on God's blessings, you guys. You know, life is not fun when you are serious. You know, like the Joker says with his little crazy crayon. Wow, he's so serious. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be serious all the time. You don't want to be living from a place of harsh control like a video game. Like The Sims, that's my game. You control everything there. But we don't want to live life like that. We want to literally let go, let it flow, be in that ebb and flow like I described earlier of me in the shopping mall or me playing tennis. And you want to let God come in and do a truly amazing work because that's when the real work happens is when we say all to Jesus, I surrender. That's when God comes in and is able to change the game for the better. You know, this is how I've been living my life. And this is how I want to live my life until the day I die. This is how I want to teach my children to live my life. This is how I hope 
that everyone who comes into contact with me learns to live their life as well on purpose for a purpose but flowing with god and you know i want i want to teach my kids to live in that state of flow and i don't care if they make straight a's they do whatever this that and the other because there are so many things out there that they can do that it's okay if they don't go to college because they'll be successful regardless because god you know, God did not, does not have plans to fail us, but he has plans to prosper us. So they'll make it. But I think so many times as parents, as always, you know, even as an aunt, I see myself doing this, like getting worried and finding like, like, ooh, especially used to, like, I was be like, okay, well, this is the safe choice. Well, didn't you say that you used to want to be a lawyer or this and the other? But, you know, if they want to be an athlete, encourage and nurture that dream, take them to the next levels and just see where it goes but they'll find their purpose within there and babies are young like when children are growing up in the school system even in high school they're still babies like let them figure it out let them figure out what goes here what goes there and know there's no failure but only feedback so like if someone got a 60 percent in a class i always think of this now and i wish i would have had that mindset in school but 60%, really, that's the instructor's fault because, and the parent's fault, and a little bit of the child's, but main so, mainly so those people who are trying to bring them up, put them in these boxes, teach them in these boxes, and not figuring out how learning works best for them. Because 60% only means they retain 60% of the information that they were taught. So how can they move forward in the correct direction? How can they retain 80 or percent or what can they do to get there and I think like if you come from a place of curiosity versus that place of like harsh scrutiny and judgment life becomes so much better and I wish parents in the school system and just everyone would look at their life from a place of curiosity look at their job from a place of curiosity and if you just ask why do I feel this way why is this happening not why why woe is me but just asking why 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 you'll get so much more than pointing a finger and being harsh so you know i'll wrap up with this for me i want to be like those viral reels man where people are living their best lives and living on purpose for a purpose for god they're scuba diving they're skiing and they're spending so much time creating the life that god has for them that's what i want I want to live my life like the best love story that is action-packed and riveting. And when everyone sees it, they will know that it's nothing but God. I want to live my life so in love with myself that when everyone sees me, they know that love is possible for them. I want to love my children so in love with them and want to love hard because I know that like it gets better. And I know and I want them to feel that way. And I think I want them to like I want people to know what God's love feels like. And God's love is hard. He loves us so hard and so intentionally and so on purpose. And all he wants is the best for us. He just wants us to come to us. Like, that's how I want to love my husband, just on purpose, intentionally. And just always have that spark and that flame and that passion and just be there. And I want him, okay, this is not about love for my husband. I just want to be his rock. And I want to be everything that God has called me to be in a wife and more. And I just can't wait for that day to make that happen. And you know... I just want to live life like nothing matters but God's opinion. Like, it doesn't matter what anyone has to say, what anyone thinks, because what matters is God. And I want to be so in tuned and vibrating 
and high that I just feel like God is so close to me that literally we are linked arms, hands and hands, and we're skipping through the sunset. We're out in the middle of the ocean just enjoying it. I want to touch the water because I feel like when you touch the ocean, you're close to God because that's his one creation that is so beautiful. I want to just live, just live so hard on purpose and so fulfilled the abundant life that God called me to. And I know that for me, what that looks like is different than what it looks like for everyone else. But I know one thing that we all should stop doing is we should stop taking life for granted because tomorrow is not promised. So we need to live for God today. You know, this is a podcast really to live life on purpose because we were born for such a time as this. So I'm going to wrap this up. Ooh, this is almost 30 minutes, you guys. I'm so sorry, but I was just passionate. But this is this is the time for us to truly stop taking life for granted because tomorrow's not promised. We have to literally live for God today. We have to love his people right today. We have to trust him today. We have to surrender today. We have to give our life to him today. We have to decide to live a life in abundance. We have to just say, you know what, God, I will literally follow the desires of my heart. I will find my purpose. I will fulfill it. And I will let you lead the way. I no longer want to be in control in the driver's seat of my life. But I want you there, God. And I want to be in the passenger seat. And I want to know. I want to be okay with every single move that you have for me. Because I know that your love is the best love. Your move is the best love. Your plan is the best. And that I will be so satisfied with whatever you give me, Lord. And I'm just so thankful that you chose me for a purpose, to live this life on purpose, and you placed me on this earth, Lord. And please do not let me live this life in vain anymore, God, if I have. And I repent of that. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done, everything that you are doing. And God, I trust you with my whole life, and I surrender it all to you. In this your name I pray. Amen.